This is Pave It Black. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And today, we're talking something just a little bit different. In 2019, the Associated General Contractors of America did their annual workforce survey. 91% of companies said they were looking to hire new employees, but more than 80% of them both unionized and non-unionized reported difficulty in finding qualified workers. Post-pandemic, I'm not sure these numbers have gotten any better. Human resources can cover a broad range of topics. Today, I hope to find out more about what some asphalt companies focus on and how they ensure their employees are given the best environment to work in. So to help us learn a little bit more about working for human resources for an asphalt contractor, we have brought in Martha Polly, VP of Human Resources from Superior Paving Corporation. Welcome to the podcast, Martha. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Martha, let's cut to the chase. I'm really curious. How did you get into the role of human resources, being the vice president of human resources for an asphalt company? Is that something you always wanted to do? Or I guess I'm just kind of curious how you ended up there. So I had been in human resources prior to superior paving. I've always had a passion for the benefits and the payroll side and the people side of it. So that's what brought me into human resources. As far as what brought me into the asphalt industry in 2007, it's been that long. In 2007, I applied to a job on Monster. I don't even think Monster exists anymore, but it's monster.com and it was for an HR manager position and the rest is history. So what are some of the big focus areas for your group at Superior? Are you focused more on recruiting and getting people into the business? Are you focused on keeping people in that retention side of things? Or is it kind of a a mixed bag of things right now? It's a mixed bag of things. I've been asked that question. and I really had to think about it because recruiting with everything that's been going on with the pandemic, recruiting has been hard. But we can't forget our existing workforce and making sure that we pay attention to them and making sure that we're taking care of our needs. So it's both. It's trying to find different ways to recruit and attract, but ensuring that we're taking care of our existing employees and making sure that they return year after year. So I'm curious if there might be something about your job in HR at the asphalt company that might surprise people when they heard about something that you do in your position. The surprise is I actually work for an asphalt paving company. I'm going to tell you, it was a surprise to me. I still remember I was talking to somebody earlier and I still remember driving to the interview. My background or my career experience has been with tech companies. Prior to coming to Superior Paving, I was an HR software consultant. As I was driving to the interview, I was trying to talk myself out of it because I didn't know what I was getting into when you think of paving or construction. But that's kind of the surprising thing. And then just when I tell people about, I guess, the industry, they're really surprised by it. And what surprises me, but I think it's pretty awesome, is the people that make up the industry. Truly unique, truly special, truly committed people. And it makes my job truly rewarding. That's great to hear. One thing that we found interesting is that you do serve on the executive team at Superior Paving. 
what I value do. does having someone in HR as a part of that executive team really bring to an asphalt company? I think the value to that is first, our superior's mission statement is to develop remarkable employees. So first is safety. And then second, obviously, is laying down and manufacturing asphalt. And I think to have an HR presence in the executive team just kind of reinforces in making sure that we're taking care of our employees, that we're understanding their needs when it comes to benefits, when it comes to pay, and when it comes to things outside of the workplace, right? Because there's more to life than just working at Superior Paving, but we know that our employees are here more than they are at home. And so I think when you have human resources, it really sounds kind of, I guess, a little funny, but it still brings that human aspect into it and making sure that, yes, we're going to pay them. Yes, we're going to make the best asphalt and we're going to lay it down the best way we can. But the people, we have to take care of the people and we have to make sure that they're being represented well. I'm assuming in human resources, you're interacting with numerous groups within the business, whether it's paving crews and the workforce out on the jobs and the plant operations and office staff. I'm just curious how human resources effectively integrates with all these different aspects of the business. We interact and integrate every single day. As a matter of fact, prior to doing this podcast, I was out in the field visiting our crews. This year, one of the things that we wanted to make sure is we're keeping in touch with our employees is to be visiting the crews and the plants and just the office staff and making sure that we're engaged. How do you ensure that everybody gets what they need and they feel engaged in the company? I think what we do is we stay in touch with them. When I say stay in touch, it's not just staying in the office and receiving the request either by email or by a phone call. But going out into the field, understanding what they're going through, what they need. One of the things that's very important to us is that when they're at work, they're focusing on work because of safety. So there's things like benefits or like payroll or other personal things that we can help take care of or we can make a little easier for our employees. We do that. So what we do is we do our monthly visits, making sure, again, that we're engaging with them and that we're in person. I know this pandemic has done a lot where people have gone either Zoom or everything has been taken over, I think, by tech. But with our employees and understanding our workforce, it's very important to stay in touch with them. Um, like I said, there's monthly visits then. And yes, the crew's needs are a little different than the plant needs. And then they're a little different than the shop. But the constant thing is just focusing on our mission to develop the remarkable employee and engaging with them all the time. Again, not when things are wrong, but every day. And part of engaging and finding out what they want, what they need, how we can assist is celebrating. It's celebrating our successes and then listening when we hear opportunities or when listening when we hear we could have done it this way or listening when they say can't work 60 hours a week. So those are opportunities where like, well, can we do schedule work? I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll have to take a look and see how that can work into the type of crews that we have or the labor. But it's staying in touch and in person with them. So what keeps you coming back? What brings you really that satisfaction at the end of the day to realize you can lay your head down on your pillow, you can go to sleep, and you can wake up the next morning excited about your job? It is 100% the people. 
And this is probably the first job that every day when I go home, I am very happy. And when I wake up and when I go to work, I'm excited to go to work. We have some incredible people that sacrifice a lot to get the things that we need to get done because we're seasonal in Virginia, but their commitment to the company, to the organization is incredible, is truly incredible. When I go out and visit the crews or the plants, I am humbled every single time. What's neat about it is being able to be there for them and knowing that we in human resources are making a difference in their lives and they appreciate it. And I love that they know that we're here for them. We have committed people, dedicated people, safe people. Our ownership, you know, the people that own Superior Paving, it starts with them and it goes down all the way down to the laborers on the crew. You just know that this is where they want to be. It's more than a job, but it's a place where they are safe where they're able to establish a career and they can go home and support their families. So you mentioned the pandemic and how that's pushed people onto Zoom and different things. I'm curious if you've seen some changes maybe more recent around some of the things with the pandemic or just across your career at Superior, things that maybe have changed over time, whether it's technologies or different ways of communication or different things with your job, something that maybe stands out to you. So technology, I think as an organization, we try to stay on top of technology, whether it's providing laptops or iPads or upgraded cell phones to our crews or programs that we're building internally so that we can get good reports and good data. But one thing that I try to make sure that we don't lose sight of is understanding our workforce, our people, the men and women that work for Superior Payment especially. Technology is great, but what's important to them is in-person, in-touch. Seeing them every day, once a month, whatever it may be, just complements the technology. So while technology, we continue to advance in our reporting capabilities, in what we provide for resources for our crews, for our plants, and for our corporate people, we're definitely on top of that. We definitely work on that, but I think we can't overshadow the in-touch And it's not even the old-fashioned way, but it's just understanding our employees and knowing that in-person is important to them. So at the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned that pre-pandemic, numerous contractors around the country were already seeing challenges with getting the number of people in to do the work. One of the things that we're consistently asked is especially now that we've had the recent pass of the infrastructure bill, and we're about to, over the next few years, probably see a large influx of paving projects and work in the market. How do we as an industry really make people aware of the opportunities that we have to come and work and be a part of this great culture and industry? Because when we look at some of the surveys that Napa did in 2019 as well, people just didn't know we existed. That's something we're thinking about now. I mean, so the way we're recruiting now or even in the past has to be different going forward, especially when we're looking at a workforce. For us this year, we have 12 people celebrating their 30th anniversary with Superior Paving. 
and then another 50 celebrating either 25th or their 20th or their 15th anniversary. So it's how do we recruit and how do we get in touch with the next and upcoming set of employees that we'd like to have work for Superior Paving? I know we have to do it differently. I know our style of recruiting has to change. I know a lot of it, again, involves technology. So it's not just filling out an application. Job fairs have been successful for us. Again, it's in-person in touch. When people read job descriptions or job postings, it doesn't give the best picture of the industry. It just doesn't. So what we've done is we've made videos. It's even sometimes taking potential candidates out to the plant out to the field. It's pretty amazing what we do when we make the asphalt and when we lay it down. Like I said, every time I go out, I'm in awe and I think it's something special. So that's where we're at now is like, how do we recruit? How do we sell the industry? How do we sell asphalt? It's going to take something different, something special. And it's showing that number one is that you can have a career in the asphalt industry. It's not a job for a season, but it's a career opportunity that you can support your families, you can grow, and probably educate more about the asphalt industry, right? Because like you had mentioned, people don't know about it. One of the things that is kind of neat that people won't know is asphalt is 100% recyclable, right? If we're thinking about the environment, that's an opportunity for us to kind of sell is that it's environmentally friendly, right? Another opportunity is there's some science in this. You know, we have the labs where we actually produce and make the asphalt. I don't think there's enough marketing that goes out to other than what you see on the roads. And even what you see on the roads is pretty incredible. But outside of that, we produce asphalt. So there's science and technology involved in that. The environmental aspect of it. I don't think people realize that. I think when people see constructions or our equipment or our plants running, they probably think the opposite. So it's educating, and I think it's educating with intention and a lot of visual, a lot of visual and teaching people that it's a good thing. I mean, until there we're driving spaceships, we're going to need the roads. So I'm curious if there's something maybe about superior paving that someone that doesn't work for the company or doesn't have the experience that you've had that they might be surprised about, something that you've learned over your career about the company that maybe was different or something that you wouldn't have expected before you started working there? Something that stands out to me that I wish you could educate people on is that we're seasonal. And when people apply for a job with us and we tell them that it's seasonal, there's a potential for layoff. They get a little mm, turned off by it. And one of the neat things about what we do is obviously we pay our people a fair rate. And if managed correctly, what they would gross in a 12 months, they could actually gross in nine months and take the winter off. Honestly, that was a surprise to me because sometimes I wish I could take two or three months off and come back and know that I could work for nine months and then doodle over again. I mean, again, there's a trade-off, right? You have to work the hours. You can't just work eight to five in the asphalt industry, especially when you're laying it down. You have to get the job done and you have to get the job done right. But it's something that a lot of people don't know are turned off when they're applying for the laborers or the construction worker one positions is when we mention seasonal, they kind of shy away until we educate them and we let them know, you know, that there's some overtime built into that. And that's because of the way it is. Our season is a little shorter. And if you manage your finances, 
properly, you will actually gross what you would gross in a normal 12-month period on top of getting unemployment benefits during the winter. I'd love to hear a story about a memorable day or memorable experience, like something that when you've been retired for 10 years, you'll still think back as, man, that was an awesome day that I'll just always have a special place in my heart and my mind. My career at Superior Paving is memorable. I mean, I love working for this company. And every day it is rewarding, it is fulfilling, and it's because we take care of the people that do the work for us. It's not perfect. We have some hiccups along the way, but I truly, truly enjoy working for Superior Paving. The asphalt industry, I think, is pretty neat. Every day is a memory being made. And is there one particular story? I mean, I can give you something that's very recent that's happening now that happened last year. So we have one crew that laid down 200,000 tons in one year. That's the first time that's ever been done at Superior Paving. And we celebrated that last year. We went out on I-66. We stopped it. We waited for that load to come in. And we did a big old hoo-ha with them because that was big. And they did it right and they did it safely. The neat thing about it is they're about to do it again this year. Next week, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this, but we're excited. Next week, we're hoping, cross our fingers, on Wednesday that they will again lay down 200,000 tons. The neat thing about that is that it's that one crew, but everybody in this company knows that Everybody had a part in it. And that's how special it is. It really is. We did it safely. Everybody played a part on 66. And it's a huge milestone and an opportunity, again, to celebrate those things. And I think that's that's what makes this company special as well, is that we celebrate those things. We celebrate our employees. We celebrate the milestones. And then the opportunities, man, when our employees give it back, we have to make sure we're listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, Martha. I think definitely given us a lot to think about. And I think we had a great conversation. So really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. My main takeaway, I think, from today's conversation really goes back to Martha talking about the importance of that in-person or that personal contact, really making sure that you're out there and you're getting those face-to-face conversations that all the workforce really understands or all the employees really understand that they're valued. And it's not just when there's a problem, it's finding out what's going on, how things are going, telling them when things are going good, all those communications and really how important that is as part of human resources, but just as a company and having that positive environment for employees to work in. Yeah. I loved her talking about finding ways to celebrate victories as a company. And it's not just the one or two people involved. It's getting everyone and making sure everyone knows of these accomplishments. I mean, I think about her story about the crew that laid 200,000 tons. and It was the first time it was ever done. And they went out there and they made everyone know that they appreciated that hard work and the, the time and the effort that it took to build the company up. And you can almost guarantee at that point, those people who were part of that crew, they felt seen and they felt appreciated. 
And they knew they brought value to that company. And I think it's important that as contractors think about their teams and whether it's the office staff and the accounting, the the crew, the plan operators, finding ways to lift each other up and show other people in their organization the value that they bring. I think that that's the beauty of a good HR department is they can really make other people in the company see different teams and different parts that they didn't know necessarily what they do or what value they bring, but they can make them visible and they can make them important. Thanks for listening to Pave It Black. Visit asphaltpavement.org slash podcast to find more episodes, suggest a topic or guest, become a sponsor, or learn more about NAPA. Pave It Black is produced and copyrighted by the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Music by Colleague. As always, thanks to the dedicated workforce connecting diverse communities all across America. Keep on paving it black.